wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What are you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Podcast. This is Ace, your one-stop shop for your Colorado sports brief. I'm your host, Matt Kennedy. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and like, subscribe, share the ACE Sports Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or just wherever you get your podcasting stuff, because here we give you some of the best conversations with local broadcast analysts, journalists, athletes, and coaches from the Colorado professional and collegiate sporting world in 15 minutes or less every episode three times a week. And man, how are we feeling Denver Broncos country because the vibes are still freaking fantastic here on the AC Sports Podcast because Russell Wilson is the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. In case you haven't heard, where have you been? Yesterday around noon, news broke that the nine-time Pro Bowler and Super Bowl champion quarterback Russell Wilson is being traded to the Denver Broncos from the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fifth-rounder, and three players we came to find out were Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and tight end Noah Fant. Denver also gets a fourth-round pick along with Wilson, but after six seasons of missing the playoffs and after having five consecutive losing seasons, the Broncos are back in the conversation of possible contenders simply because they have added an elite quarterback. We're talking with Sarah Bettinger of the Locked on Broncos uh, podcast and predominantly orange here in just a little bit. But before we do that, let's take a look back down memory lane because remember, it was March 7, 2016 when Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning announced his retirement from the Broncos after winning Super Bowl 50 and riding off into the sunset. Since that day, Denver has utilized 11 starting quarterbacks, which is tied for the most in league during that time span. And that quarterback carousel that consisted of Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Brandon Allen, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Rippon, Kendall Hinton, and then finally Teddy Bridgewater. That's going to come to an end. No more ugly NBC carousel graphic on Sunday Night Football. Thank you, Lord. In that time span, Denver has combined for a 39-58 and record and has finished last in the AFC West in three of those seasons. Now the game changes for the Broncos. New head coach Nathaniel Hackett was a breath of fresh air when he came in. And now Russell Wilson is the jump starter or now the rocket booster into primetime because I guarantee Denver will be playing in some primetime games this upcoming season. We're not going to be begging for a Thursday night football appearance. Also note that the Broncos do travel to Seattle at some point this year. We cannot wait for the schedule release. I believe that's in May. But with that, let's bring in Sarah Bettinger of Lockdown Broncos to talk some Denver Broncos football and Russell Wilson here on ACE. Alrighty, well, good Wednesday morning, and I'm going to keep saying good morning for like the next 10 years if you're a Denver Broncos fan, because with Russell Wilson as a quarterback, <laughs> that is how we're feeling uh, on the pod today. Sarah Bettinger of Locked On Broncos and Predominantly Orange. Sarah, good morning. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great, man. I, I mean, I woke up like in disbelief still, like, is this really real? You know, yeah. is this what I, I I'm not I'm not married yet, but is this what it feels like to get married and then and then and then wake up? And that? <laughs> oh, man, so I'm assuming like it's a very similar yeah. uh, feeling right there. Right. It's it's like similar surreal, you know, feeling. Right. It's like, oh, man, like I actually did that or I actually committed to that or, right. you know, yeah, like so, that actually happened. <laughs> right. And George Payton proposed to Russell Wilson and he said there, yes. exactly. Right. Exactly. Man, that's so cool. It's so cool still <laughs> to think about. Sarah, yesterday I texted you confirming that we're trying to see if we can talk this morning because because Aaron Rodgers' news broke yesterday. 
that he supposedly signed a contract. Apparently, according to him, he didn't. But according to the rest of the NFL, he did. And maybe like some Von Miller. What I thought was going to be another run-of-the-mill Broncos episode of like, what if? Like, what's going to be the quarterback position for Denver now that Aaron Rodgers is still taken? Um, and then I think it was about 10, 15 minutes later, we see the news of Russell <laughs> Wilson being traded for the Denver Broncos. And so, so Sam, my first question to you is, where were you when you saw the news broke on March 8, 2022? Because uh, that day is going to go down as one of the more historic days in Broncos history. It is. It is. Well, like, honestly, uh, for Locked on Broncos, Cody and I had just finished recording two episodes. Like you said, like planning the same run-of-the-mill content. Like, we just did kind of a, not depressing, but kind of like, a, you know, more somber. Like, well, Aaron Rodgers is out of the equation now, so, like, what the heck? And then right after that, we, we brought on Tim Jenkins um, to do some quarterback NFL draft stuff and talk about some draft prospects and like just the whole process of like why Broncos fans should be patient if that's the direction the team decides to go. And like, it was just so funny. We finished that episode. Literally, I packed, I put away my light and stuff and I was getting ready to go. Uh, it was nice enough outside yesterday to grill. We were talking about that off the okay. air, but it was nice enough outside to grill. So I was walking outside to go do some grilling and Cody had called me well like if any if anybody calls you nowadays you're like what the heck is going on (laughs) so I called him right back and he told me so that was how I found out was that Cody called me and was like we need to be ready to record I've got to go do pro football network stuff and um, so I'll be back within an hour and so it was just a whirlwind man and so from that point it was just like I mean, I'm writing stuff, I'm editing stuff and and texting you and just about everyone else in my contacts had (laughs) texted me like Russell Wilson to Denver. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, I was, I was doing dishes and I had a mug in my hand when I saw, um, a friend text me and and it was one of those ones where like, again, like, like your friend texts you and they just have like all caps, just like no freaking way. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, and you're like, what I, I, so you immediately jump, you immediately jump on Twitter or you, or you check your phone you kind of scroll for a little bit because you got to update the news. And then you see Russell Wilson. And I I almost threw the mug across the room because (laughs) you you don't know what to do with your body. And a lot of people get the mug out of here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When the news broke, but, but, but we're in Twitter, it was an explosion yesterday when the news broke. Yeah. And the majority of it was Denver Broncos fans celebrating the fantastic work of George Payton, our our mm-hmm. <laughs> our, our savior for the Broncos. Yes. Um, what he's been able to do in his first couple of years as a GM and his ability to deal um deal people since becoming the GM. Uh two first, two seconds, one fifth, and then of course the three players in Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fan. Sarah, Denver still gets to keep their stud wide receivers. Tim Patrick, mm-hmm. Jerry Judy, both of whom we assumed either one of them could be part of a trade package in order to acquire a new QB. But Sarah, the, the Broncos gave up not nearly the same amount Washington was going to be rumored to give up. And now the Broncos are even more dangerous. So, so in your honest opinion, new elite quarterback, brand new head coach, and now the appeal to bring players into Denver because of what they have here in the span of 24 hours, are the Broncos automatically a Super Bowl contender? <laughs> question mark. I think so. I mean, I don't know. I I've been saying this for a while now. Like even when Fangio was the head coach, I thought, man, if the Broncos could just get a quarterback that could like raise, raise the boats in the Harbor, you know, I say that on lockdown Broncos a lot. Like we need somebody that can be the tide that raises all the boats. Right. And Russell Wilson has always been that. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks have always been playoff contenders when he's the quarterback, aside from obviously last year when he got hurt, but he's exactly the type of guy that I think moves the needle for the Denver Broncos. It was, if it wasn't him or Aaron Rodgers, I think that maybe you would have to kind of like talk yourself 
into whoever would be brought in. It's like, well, the Broncos are a good enough team that they should at least maybe maybe crack the top seven in the right. AFC. But now the expectation for me is, yeah, I mean, Super Bowl contention. That's where yeah. that's where my mind is at. And I don't think that's unfair. Like, I think that's why Russell is joining the Denver Broncos and like why he would have rejected a trade to, to Washington, which, by the way, like people think Seattle reject that trade. Well, Russ has a no trade clause. So he decides where he goes. And and that was part of that factor is like, he didn't want to go to Washington. He didn't want to go to other teams. He wanted the Broncos and, and Ian Rappaport, I think even said that yesterday that yeah. the Broncos are the only team he yes. wanted to play for. So yes. I think that does, I think this trade does make them contenders. And like you said, the fact they kept all the wide receivers like that. I mean, people think Seattle wants to trade DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. I think that's not the case. They would have definitely got Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy if that were the case. But I, I do think, I mean, immediate con- contention. That's where the Broncos are at now, especially getting a fourth place schedule from last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So many. <laughs> it's it's. Is it worth it? The six years? Is it worth it to what we could experience in the next couple of years, man? It's um, it's oh it's, yeah, it's crazy how we how you just go from from that, and then you you just think you're never gonna get out of the rut, yeah. and it's been a continuous cycle of of mediocrity when it comes to the Broncos. But then all of a sudden, one day, one shift can change the entire momentum of the next decade of the franchise potentially, potentially, and and the reason for that is because. The two new faces, Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. And like you said, according to Ian Rappaport, the Broncos were the only team who Russ wanted to go to when he waived his no trade clause uh, yesterday. And you got to think part of that, he sees a new energetic head coach who is offensive minded and will do everything he can to utilize all the talent available, throwing a nine ton pro bowler. And now we're talking about how many primetime games Denver can get in 2022 (laughs) after having to beg to receive a Thursday night football game last year, and then somehow being flexed into a Sunday night game against the Kansas city chiefs. But, but Sarah, the culture of the Denver Broncos of what we know and love of a winning football team, when it comes to what Pat Bowen has established, we, we could be potentially returning to, to, to that mindset for this team. We could. And I think, I think they will. I mean, I just think that's who Russell Wilson is he's the type of guy that can will your team to victory on his own. But the Broncos, I mean, they kept the, the majority of their roster nucleus intact. Like, yes, it does stink to lose Shelby Harris because all of us Broncos fans absolutely love Shelby Harris. I mean, best hands in the league, yeah. blocking kicks, you know, picking off Ben Roethlisberger right. to, to end game. I mean, we all love Shelby Harris. We all, I think at least half Broncos country loves Noah Fant. I know I do personally. People don't like him for his blocking, but I love Noah Fant. And I'm sad to see him go, right. but you keep all your primary building blocks, right? You keep Pat Sertan, you keep Draymond Jones, you keep, like you said, Patrick and Judy and Sutton and, and all of these other players that you didn't have to trade to make this deal happen. And of course, like Drew Locke going is, is really no skin off our back. So I think that, I mean, just, just in terms of what the Broncos were able to do, right. It does keep the intrigue for every, I mean, the, the primetime games, those are every week should be an AFC West team in yeah. primetime pretty right. much. So yeah, the, the Broncos are in really, really good shape. And not to mention, I mean, they still have nine draft picks in the 2022 draft. They still have plenty of cap space and can obviously move some other things around. Like the way the NFL salary cap is just going to go just skyrocket in the next couple of years. You can push like, Justin Simmons, you can push some money to next year or the following years and create more cap space, or maybe you do an extension with Russell Wilson, but I think you're right. It sets the Broncos up now to where, I mean, especially in terms of the ownership bidding, 
I mean, you gotta you gotta start up in the offers because I think the Broncos yeah, are obviously right. going to be a, a big time name brand team for a long, long time with Russell Wilson at the QB spot. It's crazy what a couple weeks can do for you. We were waiting for it, mm-hmm. and then oh God, the, the, and then, so, sorry, I just want to throw in Aaron Rodgers in the middle of all this. Threw in this cryptic like, "Hey guys, I just want to say real quick, like I didn't actually sign my contract according yeah. to what everybody else is saying." <laughs> Just like it was like 20 minutes after the Russell Wilson news broke. I feel like it was because he wanted to steal the spotlight back, but I but I digress. I digress. We're done with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> because we're feeling good vibes with Russell Wilson. Um, Sarah, last question for you. Uh, Denver has five picks in the I think the top 113 um in, mm-hmm. in, in the draft this year, which is insane, I think, depending on on, on what on what they got rid of with, with what George Payton was able to finesse uh with the Russell Wilson trade. And Personally, I think tight end should be a top target for uh, for, mm-hmm. for this team now that Noah Fan is gone. And the Broncos now don't have a first-round pick this year, right? But but Trey McBride is still out there, and and I think he's one of those people who they should still target. Along with him, give me you, you made an entire article on on tight ends in, in which Denver Broncos could could target in this offseason when it comes to free agency. But who, who do you think the Broncos should look for, at least in the draft or in free agency, to fill that spot that Noah Fan lefts? Well, I love the idea of Trey McBride, first of all. Like, he's a guy that I I watched a lot of, uh, even dating back to last offseason. Like, during the 2020 – like, right after the 2020 season, I watched a lot of Trey McBride because I started finding his clips on YouTube, and I'm like, why is nobody talking about this guy? Like, he's amazing at everything. He's driving people off the field as a blocker. He's, a, he's incredible after the catch. Really, really aggressive at the catch point. So – I mean, he would be my top tight end in the draft as far as like, I guess I I haven't done as much research on draft tight end. So I saw like Daniel Jeremiah has Greg Dulcich from UCLA as his number one guy. And like, I don't know a lot about Greg Dulcich. So I need to research some more of these guys. I really like Ruckert from Ohio State, his projection to the NFL. I think he's a, a dynamic player that can be better in the NFL than he was in college. I just, to me, the, the free agency class is so deep that, that's kind of where my heart is set right now. Mm. Even with a number of guys being franchise tagged, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, uh, Mike Gesicki, those guys getting franchise tagged doesn't really even deplete, not even like a little bit, this free agent tight end class. It's kind of insane. you got like OJ Howard and Rob Gronkowski from the Buccaneers that are free agents. And you've got like a, a, tons of connections all over the league for guys that have played with Russell Wilson or have played for Nathaniel Hackett or other people on his staff. And there's guys out there like, I mean, take your pick. Robert Tunyon from the Packers, he's one of them. Tyler Conklin from the Vikings, I think maybe the most likely of the guys to come in, just because I think he's kind of like ascending right now. And he's played for played for Clint Kubiak in Minnesota, obviously was drafted, you know, in part at least by George Payton. And, and now you've got a chance, like, who wants to be Russell Wilson's tight end one? Because I, I know that a lot of people want it to be Albert Okuebunam, but I just don't see that being the case with some inconsistencies that he's had and injury issues yeah. dating back okay. to his rookie season. So I don't see him being tight end one, but I think the free agency, I mean, you could go down a long, long list of free agents. And, and there's a lot of guys that if you throw their names out there, I'd be like, yeah, okay, Gerald Everett, definitely I'm on board. Evan Ingram, absolutely. Get me on board for Evan Ingram. I mean, Hayden Hurst, let's go. I mean, let's, uh, you could go down the entire list of free agent tight ends. And I think there's so many that make sense. Like, who wouldn't want to be Russell Wilson's tight end one with this offense where you're going to get constantly just favorable matchups? Well, Sarah, man, 
now the speculations begin, right? And and, mm. and we get to look forward towards the draft, but the need for what Denver had in the quarterback position, we can take that weight off our backs and just kind of experiment with, with what yeah. kind of other tools we can bring into this Denver offense and the tight end position um, is one of them. So Sarah, thank you for your wisdom, your insight and your coverage. We look forward to everything that you guys are bringing forward towards uh, in this Broncos offseason, heading into what should be a, a new era in Denver Broncos football. Appreciate it, Matt. Big shout out and thank you to Sarah for joining us today on ACE. Make sure to follow everything he's got going on at, at predominantly orange. And then of course at the lockdown Broncos podcast with Cody Rourke, where you can get everything Denver Broncos every morning on uh, on wherever you get your podcasting stuff. Also, remember to like, subscribe, and share this sports podcast, the ACE Sports Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or just wherever you get your podcasting stuff. Leave a rating, and then, of course, share it with your local Colorado sporting fans. We'll be back on Friday. We're talking some CU Buffs basketball because the Pac-12 tournament is this week. We'll check in with the Buffs on Friday. Have a good day, y'all. Happy Denver Broncos Wednesday and every day for the next decade because Russell Wilson is bringing good vibes to the Mile High City. We'll see you all on Friday. Peace.